0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Awesome. This morning I want to speak to you on what I call the mystery of submission. Okay? Say the mystery of submission. A lot of times when you hear of submission, what do you think about? What comes to your mind? Wives submit to your husbands. (laughs) You see? Yeah, that's all many people know about submission. Although that is an aspect of it. (laughs) But I have news for you. There is a mystery that the Bible shows us. I call it a mystery because a mystery is a secret. Okay? A mystery is a secret that has been revealed. One of the things that God has enabled us to do by the Holy Spirit is to be able to unravel mysteries. Remember when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, um, not when he was speaking, he was speaking in parables. And then the disciples in Mark chapter four went to him and said, "Why do you why do you speak to them in parables?" And he says, "To them, it's given. Uh, to them, I'll speak to them in parables. But to you, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. You see, so God has given us the privilege of knowing mysteries." So when you walk with God, there are many mysteries in the kingdom. There are many mysteries. In other words, there are many secrets. But the Holy Spirit uncovers them as we walk with God. As we walk with God, God begins to show us things. He begins to uncover things. People will see it on the surface. Others will hear, they just hear a parable but then, when, they come, when the disciples come to Jesus, Jesus will now uncover the depth of the parable. To the people, to others, it's just a story. He's just telling a story. And kind of, God used to shroud things like that sometimes. So when you hear things, you just hear them on the surface. If you don't press in, the, the mystery will not be unveiled to you. So when you hear... Submission, you just, you just think, ah, wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. And that's true. But then, how does that apply to real life? How does that apply to you if you're not married? How does that apply to the man? How does, how does submission apply to the man? That's what we want to look at. Okay? Okay. So, let's start by looking at James chapter 4. In James chapter 4 from verse 1, I don't want to read from verse 1, but he, he, he starts by talking about the strife that is taking place among God's people. And because of the strife, there's so much wars going on. And sometimes in our relationships, we face strife, we face wars. And all those things, they are not of God because in heaven there's no strife, right? If there's no strife in heaven, there shouldn't be any strife in your life. There shouldn't be any strife in your home. There shouldn't be strife in the church. But then he goes on to verse 6, which is where I read from He says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. But gives grace to the humble. All right? God gives grace. He gives grace. But then he resists the proud. And who does he give grace to? He gives grace, but then now he he helps us to understand who gets the grace of God. We think that everybody just gets grace. Yeah, everybody that, uh, that receives Jesus receives what is known as saving grace. There's grace that enables you to be saved. All right? But then there are more graces. All right? There are more graces that God uh, doles out to His people. And He is talking here to people who have already received the grace of salvation. (laughs) Correct? Yeah, but now He's still giving more grace. So there is grace, actually there is grace for every day. Like this morning, there is grace for today. The grace is what enables you to handle and deal with whatever comes. It's a supernatural enablement. It's, 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 it's an undeserved enablement. Are you following me? Yeah. So he gives grace to the humble. But the proud, what does he do? He resists. <laughs> When God resists you, I don't know who is going to help you. Huh? You don't want God to resist you, right? So that means God sometimes resists people. Yeah. So when pride is coming, just know that the enemy is trying to set you up for God's resistance. Alright, then the next verse. It says, therefore, submit to God. Alright? Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will what? Flee from you. Submit and then resist the enemy says the devil and he will flee from you. Then verse 8 says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands you sinners. Purify your hearts you double-minded. Let's stop there. Okay. Let's read another scripture. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse 13, from verse 13. Let's see verse 13. It says, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, let's read on, or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of those who do good, Right. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Alright? As free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice but as bond servants of God. Alright? Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. (laughs) Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully, For what credit is it when you are beaten for your faults? You take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Right? For, this, for to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Yes? Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Hallelujah. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live For righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. My Lord, he says, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. Then he says, wives, likewise be submissive to your husbands, even if some do not obey the word. They, without a word, may be warned by the conduct of their wives and so on. This is a scripture that we like, especially men, right? When you hear the word submission, we are actually living in a culture whereby submission is seen as a sign of weakness. Am I correct? Submission is seen as a sign of weakness. I mean, I've even heard especially on the radio when I, I listen, I like to listen to talk radio sometimes when I have the time. And you, you, you need to hear what some people say on the radio. And it's, 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 it's amazing. And that helps you to understand the culture that we're living in. Helps you to understand the culture that we're living in. I, I, I'm not going to submit to anybody. You know, I'm my own boss. I like to... and yeah. So, um, I, mean, I mean, I've even heard some ladies say, look, I only need the man to have, to have kids. After that, I don't need him. Why? Because nobody's going to tell me what to do with my life. Amazing. But, but I'm telling you that there is a mystery behind submission. There is a mystery. There is a secret. There is a kingdom secret behind submission. When you study your Bible carefully, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I'm going to show you a few examples and how this is one of the secrets that the enemy does not want you to get hold of. Okay? It's one of the secrets. The, the, The Greek word for for submission is hupotaso Somebody say hupotaso Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a compound word. It's, it's made up of two words, right? Hupo, which means to put under, and tasso, which means to arrange in order. Okay? To put under and to arrange in order. So, When God wants to bring alignment in the life of someone, he needs hupotasso. Do you understand? There are are things that need to be put in order. And it is interesting because if you study this word very well, you find that it is actually a military word. It is actually a military word. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Actually, it's a strategic word. It's a strategic positioning. So when God when God wants to do things in your life, He begins to give you certain instructions. And I find out that a lot of times, people don't go into error until they begin to violate this principle. Are you following me? Yeah. So, submission is something that, that is an act. It's, it's a heart condition. Submission is a heart condition. It's a place where it, it involves your will. In other words, you willingly put yourself in that position. It's not something that is forced. If it is forced, it's not submission. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's, if, if it's forced, it's not, it's not true submission, especially when it comes to God's children. Of course, de- demons can be subjugated. They are not submitting out of free will, but they are compelled. So, if you if you wait to be compelled, it's not the same. You are being subjugated. You know, you are compelled. You are forced to. By circumstances or by whatever you are forced to. But when you do it out of your own will, it's of great value. It's of great value. Okay? So it's a military term and it also means to to stand in rank. In other words... As a soldier of the Lord, you have have a place, okay? You have a rank in God's army. Do you understand me? So when you take your place in your rank, it's strategic. Imagine someone who is a captain wanting to be a general. That's out of order, right? Yeah. So, in God's, in God's army, submission is vital. It is actually a secret um, it's, it's, it's It's mysterious because you, the enemy, might not understand it fully. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why Satan lost it was because he broke this principle. Remember in Isaiah chapter 14, right? Where Satan decided, I will. So when, 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 when you begin to go after self-will, you begin to miss your place. Are you getting me? Yeah. So in God's army, self must be put aside. We must cultivate the discipline of following his will more than our will. Which our culture does not understand. Society generally sees submission as a sign of weakness. But God sees it as a sign, as a strategic move. Now, let's look at James chapter... Look at James chapter 4. Now, we, 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 we've we seen that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble, right? And submission is a sign of humility. Okay? Does it make sense? Yeah. So, Then he says, look at what he says, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Submit to who? Yeah, submit to God. Resist the devil. And what will happen? He will flee. So you see there that your ability to deal with the devil is directly related to your ability to submit. So when you submit to God, it's not a sign of weakness. When you submit your will to the will of God, it's actually a sign of strength. It's a strategic position that puts you it puts you in a vantage position, whereby you can tell the devil, "Footsack," and he goes, "Hallelujah." Why? Because you are submitted. But if if you try to resist the devil and you are not submitted to God, I have news for you. You will be well disciplined by the devil. Why? Because the devil understands. He knows. He can recognize submission. He can recognize submission. So, The secret to overcoming the enemy is submission. The secret is one of the secrets to walking in victory submission. I'm telling you. And I can show you examples. Let's look at the book of Luke. You remember the the disciples in Luke chapter 10. When Jesus gave them power to go preach the gospel cast out demons preach the kingdom of God is at hand and all of that in Luke chapter 10 these guys they go out and they are so excited they come back with news in verse 17 of Luke chapter 10 then disciples came back the 70 returned With joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are what? Subject to us in your name. Why? The demons recognize that these guys were subject to Jesus. They were submitted to Jesus. Alright? The demons recognize that they were submitted to Jesus. So, because they are submitted to Jesus, when they come, the demons come don't have what it takes to resist them. So one of the reasons why the church is as powerless, could it be that we are not truly submitted? One of the reasons why it seems as if the name of Jesus is not working in the lives of many believers, could it be that they are not truly submitted? Just a thought. Could it be that sickness has power over us because we're not truly submitted? Could it be that we are not able to raise the dead because we're not truly submitted? Hello? Could it be that we're not seeing the blessing of God like we should because we're not truly submitted? The demons were subject to us in your name. Remember at this time, they didn't even have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. How many demons are we seeing subject? <laughs> Something to think about. All right? So that's why I'm saying submission is more than just, oh, wife, submit to your husbands. But I'm telling you that every one of us needs to be submitted. We need to be submitted to God. Why? Because that is one of the ways that we are going to see the demonic powers surrender to us. Wouldn't you like that? When you just walk out and you say, Get out of her in the name of Jesus. Get out of him. And no struggle. It just goes. Why? Because they can see. They can see that you are submitted to Jesus. And if you are submitted to God, according to James chapter 4, verse 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, And he will flee. So what is happening is that many Christians are resisting the devil. They are not submitted to God. And who is fleeing? The Christians. The Christians are fleeing. They are fleeing. Instead of the demons to flee, even instead of the devil to flee, Christians are fleeing. Why? They are not submitted. Interesting, right? Let me give you another example. You remember the story of the centurion in Matthew chapter 8. The Roman centurion, his servant is sick to the point of death. Yeah? He is sick to the point of death and he sends for Jesus to come and lay his hands to come and heal his servant. And because this man has been good to the Jewish nation, he even built a synagogue. Can you imagine an unbeliever building a church? We need those kind of unbelievers today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at Matthew chapter 6. And chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. Hmm? And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Yeah? Then the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Come on. For I also, I want you to notice that, underline that. I also. Why did he say that? Because he could see that Jesus was submitted. Do you understand? He says, I also am a man under what? Authority. I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes. Why is he able to say go and they go? Because they can see that he is submitted. Correct? And he says, I also, just like you, Jesus, just like you are subject to the Father, You, just like you are submitted to the Father, I also have an authority over me. Alright? And this is how I use the authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Right? And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now, I want you to notice something here. Great faith, right? But it is linked to submission. Hey. (laughs) It's linked to submission. We are living in a time that nobody wants to be submitted to anyone. Everyone wants to be a Lord to himself. Am I correct? Yeah. But the centurion demonstrated an understanding of a kingdom principle. That the nation of Israel could not understand. And Jesus was amazed. He was shocked. So the question is this, who are you submitted to? That you want to command. You want to instruct. Where is your authority coming from? Your Jesus said, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel, all my lifetime, in the whole of Israel. Israel that is supposed to be a custodian of faith. Israel that was born out of faith. Hmm? From the loins of Abraham, by faith. Doesn't even understand this principle. And look at what happens. Next verse. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Mm. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All because they're not submitted. (laughs) They, They cannot demonstrate faith By their submission. Alright? They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done to you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Can you see? Why sometimes people don't get healed through our lives? We need to check if we are submitted. To the will of God. So it is a mystery. In a sense that it appears to be weak. But it's actually strength. Do you understand? So when you submit, it seems as if you are giving your power away. But in actual sense, you are receiving greater power. Because when you submit, you are receiving a higher power with which you can now exercise authority. And for your information, all authority is delegated. Amen? All authority is delegated. Everything is subject to Christ. And so... A lot of times, what is happening is that when we have, there are people, I've come across people who have a problem with authority. They have a problem submitting to authority. They have a problem when there is an authority figure. You know people like that? Yeah, you're looking at me as though, what are you talking about? I mean, such people don't exist. In my world, they don't exist. But there are people like that. Oh, anything that has an appearance of authority, there's a spirit of rebellion that arises from within them. And that is an operation of Lucifer. I'm telling you, the spirit of Lucifer, one of the, one of the strategies of the spirit of Lucifer is to bring people away from submission. And tell them, do what you want. Huh? Do you know that if you read the, the Satanic Bible, don't go look for it, okay? But there is a Bible of the church of Satan. Yeah, Satan is that book. They have their own Bible. And one of, their, one of their laws, one of their guiding principles is do as thou wilt. I'm telling you, just like in the Bible, Jesus said to us, the greatest commandment Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. In the Bible of Satan, their greatest commandment, or one of their commandments is do as you will. Do as thou (laughs) wilt." Yeah, so just what you want. Just do what you want. Don't care about everybody. Just do what you want. That's exactly what got him out of heaven. Remember. And then how, how, did he, how did he get the earth from Adam? Same principle. Did God say you shouldn't? Do as you will. So he was able to sell the idea. Look, this thing, this fruit. God knows that if you eat this thing, then something is hiding from you. Just try it. Believe me. Try it. You see what I'm talking about. So he was able to convince them to do what he sold to them, and by so doing, they lost the earth. So, that's how Satan has tactfully stolen from us by selling to us the idea of doing as we will. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that your will has no place in your life. As a matter of fact, your will ought to be subject to the will of God. Amen? And the moment you are able to align your will to the will of God, I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. So, a lot of times what happens is that Satan tries to help us to be strong in our own will, in our own agenda. Come on. He will even give you a vision and a dream to confirm what you are saying, what he is saying. The thoughts he will bring, he will project those thoughts, then he will will confirm them. Hallelujah. Why? Because he wants to take you. He wants to rob you of your position and your ability to exercise authority over him. So it's a mystery. So that's why when you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 16, in Romans chapter 6, verse 16, popular scripture, you will see there, it says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, huh? You are that one's slaves whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. So here he uses a word, a strong word, slaves. Now, submission is not slavery. It's not. Because the word slave is is from the Greek word doulos, which means servant. Okay? So when you submit, when you submit to God, when you submit to God, you become God's servant, Right? And that leads to righteousness and to life. But when you submit to the enemy's proposal, and a lot of times the enemy will not bring it blatant in your face to say, I am Satan, you need to submit to me. No, 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 no. He makes it appear as though it is yours. Are you getting my point? He makes it appear as though it's yours so that when you do it, you now discover This is against the will of God. How did Jesus, how did Jesus overcome the enemy? By submitting to the will of God. You remember when he was tempted? If you are the son of God, turn the stones to bread. He knew Jesus was hungry. He had been fasting for 40 days. But what did Jesus do? It is written. That's how you submit to God, to his word. You submit to God by submitting to His Word. That's one of the ways you submit to God. It is written. In other words, my life, I have decided to to live in accordance to the Scriptures. So the Bible says this. I'm not going to violate that. To do what I feel like doing. He felt like eating. But the Bible says... Man shall not live by bread alone. It's not by feelings. It's not by, you know, the, the, the desires of the flesh alone. But it's by the Word of God. And this is what the Word of God says. So I choose to hupotasso, put myself on that, rank myself, and strategically position myself under the Word of God. Under the authority of God's Word. And because of that, he overcame him. Do you understand? And you see us well in the garden of Gethsemane. You remember in Gethsemane? Jesus was there. He didn't feel like going. His feelings were telling him otherwise. But he says, Father, let this call pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, I feel this way, but I still submit. In other words, he did it willingly. He was not forced to. If you are forced to, that's no submission. He was not forced to. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So, what did he do? He submitted to the will of the Father. And then the Bible says, an angel came and strengthened him. And he went to the cross. Hallelujah. So, but I I want you to see something as well. That the mystery is this. How did God, I mean, how did Satan get the earth from man? By getting man To go against God. Right? How did Jesus get the earth back from Satan? By pretending. Submitting to the authority of Satan. As the God of this world. He allowed himself. Like a lamb. Led to the slaughter. He submitted himself. (sighs) But through submission, he broke the power of death. Can you see? It was a deep mystery. But God used that. He used the submission of Jesus to break the power of Satan. You see? Yeah, so, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right? And then Satan is there. Yeah, yeah, let's kill him. Let's destroy him. And Jesus is going. He knows he's innocent. He's just going like a lamb led to the slaughter. (laughs) Huh? Isn't that amazing? So, by Jesus submitting to the will of the Father and allowing Satan to punish him, Even though he was innocent. He could have fought. He could have destroyed the enemy. He could have called for legions of angels. To deliver him. He could have taken back his God power. His divine attributes. And then vaporized all the demons. Satan and all his demons. But he just went. Submitted. This is the will of the Father. I submit Okay, Satan, you are the God of this world. Go ahead, kill me. Huh? And he's submitting. He's submitting to all that punishment, that beating. Satan was beating him. Do you know that? Hmm? Let's deal with him. Possess the Roman soldiers. He just submitted. But he didn't realize the mystery. That through submission, the last Adam, is going to break the power of Satan and redeem man. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Just the thought of, okay. And that's why his disciples didn't understand. They couldn't understand how Jesus would be, allow himself to be killed. They didn't understand. Now, we, we're going to be celebrating the Passover in the, next, in the next few days, right? But what is it all about? It's about submission. Are you getting me? It's about submission to the Father. It's about submission to God. It's about submission to the plan of God. It's about submission to the will of God. And in submitting, something, Satan didn't know what hit him. He said, what is this? I thought we got him. But that is the same weapon he used the weapon. He was able to he was able to fool the enemy and pretend as though oh there's no hope for me. <laughs> and the devil was happy. We got him. We got him. But Jesus had learned submission over the years. If you remember when he was when he was twelve. The Bible says that, you know, he, I mean he was op- already operating in great wisdom. You know, debating with the with with the with the elders, with the teachers of the law. Profound wisdom he was he demonstrated, right? I think it's in Luke chapter 2 or thereabout, where the, the, his parents were looking for him for three days. They couldn't find him. And when The mother saw him. She says, son, where have you been? We've been looking for you. And what did he say? Don't you know I must be about my father's business? And then the Bible says that he now went and was subject to his parents. You see, so he has already started learning submission. A lot of times God will not entrust to you great power without seeing your submission. And I find, especially in this country where we have a, you know, a very strong um, um, consciousness of human rights, because of the history, because of the past, sometimes we might miss. We might miss the value of submission, because anything that has an appearance of submission looks like subjugation to injustice, to whatever. So we must. We need, we need a kind of wisdom. We need the, the wisdom of God to be able to discern and to know when is this a godly authority. Then I need to be submitted. Are you getting my point? Other than that, we will have this kind of mindset whereby everything that looks like authority, we counter it. We go against it. And by so doing, we can miss out on God's best. So sometimes, God uses authority actually to train us. He uses submission to train us, to prepare us for greater things. Because if you look at Joel chapter 2, where he's talking about the army of the Lord. One of the things, one of the unique qualities about them is that they do not break their ranks. And that's speaking of the end-time army. They do not break their ranks. In other words, everybody knows his place and does not try to cross and operate in a rank that God has not given to him. He, he doesn't have a problem submitting to whom God has put over. Are you getting my point? But we think that We just, oh, well, I just submit to God. I don't don't want to submit to any man. I just submit to God. You, you, You must be foolish. There's something wrong. You are ignorant of divine principles. You are ignorant of the power of submission. You are ignorant of the training process of God. Where God takes us through. Do you know that God had to take David through a process of submission to an ungodly king for years before he could trust him with the nation. Many of us don't understand that we need to learn submission in order to be given dominion. You want to rule nations. You want to dominate nations. But you can't even submit. Jesus learned to submit. And his submission led to him being in charge of the entire universe. Hallelujah. And if we are going to follow his example, we need to learn to be submissive. There is a mystery. There is a power behind submission. Submission is not a sign of weakness. As a matter of fact, it's a sign of strength. It's a sign of strength. Mighty God, I pray that none of us will miss our training. None of us will miss our preparation for global dominance. Are you getting me? Yeah. None of us will miss our opportunity to become lords. You, you know that you, God's plan is for you to become a lord as well, He is called Lord of Lords. Who are the other lords? It's supposed to be you. Come on. Yeah. But then for you to begin to lord, you must have been trained. You must have learned submission. Are you getting the point? He is lord of lords. He is king of kings. You are a king. But before you are ushered into your kingship, you must be trained in submission. So it's not a sign of weakness at all. As a matter of fact, it's a secret power. It's a strength. When God says submit, because you do it by your own will. That means you are more powerful, but then you just make up your mind to say, okay, even though I can do this, I submit. You see, it takes discipline to do that. And that's how kings are made. That's how lords are made. Through the school of submission. Ha. Lord, teach me how to submit. Yeah, I'm preparing you for rulership. I'm preparing you for kingship. I'm preparing you for dominion. And you must not miss this thing. I'm telling you. Because we want a people that when they step out, Satan will begin to shake. He'll begin to shake. Why? Because he can see your alignment. He can see that you are in rank. He can see that you are under authority. Then your your words will carry weight. Your words will be powerful. When you speak, heaven will back it. When you speak, angels will move. Because they can see that you are submitted to authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to understand submission. I've just given you a few, a few principles. And I see this a lot a lot of times, even in ministry. I'm telling you. There are people that feel that they're so strong. They don't they need don't to submit to anybody. And then, it, you know, it's, it's a problem. Because they think that they know a few things here and there, then that is enough. Knowledge is not rank. I am telling you before God. They think because they are gifted, a gift is not a rank. You can be gifted, but you might not have the rank. Only God will put you in the office and in that rank, in that position in his army doesn't matter how gifted you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. You cannot outsmart God's process. You cannot outsmart God's God's system. Hallelujah. Of oppression. So I want us to pray. Just ask the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me not to miss my place. In the name of Jesus. Teach me. Teach me. Show me areas of my life that I'm not submitted. I'm not submitted to the authority you've placed over me. I'm not submitted. Show me areas where I am at risk. Show me areas of my life where I'm at risk of manifesting rebellion. Where I'm at risk of Luciferian operation. Show me areas in my life. Some of us, God is going to put us in very powerful positions of leadership. But what is, what is, what is hindering or keeping us from that is because we've not mastered this principle. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray. I pray, O oh God, for the mystery of submission to be unraveled to everyone here. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, open their eyes. Remove the veil. Let the spirit of the age not have any influence over them. In the name of Jesus. The spirit that resists authority or authority figures. We come against that. We break that power. That Luciferian spirit. We break your power. Your power over our children. Your power over our homes. Your power over our tribes. Your power. We break your power over our lives. Even in the church, if there's any place that there should be a clear understanding of Submission, it should be in the church. But unfortunately, Satan sows seeds in the hearts of many people. And they walk in their own ways. Lord, my God, deliver us. Deliver us. Uproot any seed of the enemy that is sown in the hearts, in our hearts, oh God. Thank you, Father. Any seed that undermines authority. Let it be uprooted from our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Time is gone. We've come to the end of our service. Mighty God, I pray that the Lord will take you further in what I've shared. I pray if you will master this honestly you're going to see God in ways you never imagined. And you will see people who appear to have gone ahead of you, but you will see them fall. And you will rise higher and higher and higher. I am telling you before God, I've already seen the end of some people because they violate this principle. Amen? Lord, I pray for grace. More grace for your people. Give your people the grace to walk in this. In the name of Jesus. That they will become formidable. They will become world shakers. Mighty God. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. And I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I release it over your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from every nation, Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www. Everynationmidrand.org.